0: it's So funny! What? Look at this f-ing
1: guy. I tried to put my headphones on. Yeah, <laughs> put them on like hip hop. There you go. All right. Yeah, go.
0: <laughs> it's tough. Hats not coming off. Hey, <laughs> uh, do you guys know that I'm half Irish? Are you really? Yeah. Oh wow. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Did that. you think a lot of? Uh, you think a lot of people of Eastern? European Jewish descent had red hair and red beards
2: I guess I really just didn't think, didn't about, think it that that much closely, about it that yeah. did you think that I don't that?
0: see race fair thank you I appreciate that Because uh, my mom's family is from the west. no the other side the western part of Ireland is called County Mayo and I learned that everybody from County Mayo when they when somebody says where are you from and they say County Mayo they finish with God help us yeah <laughs> So, like, that is very you. So, people say, you know, where's your family from? It's just like a knee jerk. Oh, my yeah. family's from County Mayo. God help us. So, I'm like, what, what is that about? Are they the Jews of Ireland? Probably. Like, are they, they, are they the Kfetches of Ireland? Yeah. So what it's about is that during the potato famines, and there was more than one, I also learned the aid from England, what little aid actually came? It was riveting arrived in dublin which is <laughs> right, on the other coast the by the time it got to the west coast there was nothing left
3: right
0: or even the food aid that they brought was rotten yeah so count, county mayo god help us um you but, know uh what's a move are you a part irish i hear yeah sure uh <laughs> hall, pass. <laughs> hall pass you ever see
1: hall pass yeah. the dublin line
0: yeah
1: <laughs> what's the dublin line? Uh, we need to go over right now
0: okay good enough good enough <laughs> welcome uh welcome to the show guys we're just getting we haven't started officially yet
1: Jason Sudeikis is so good in that movie. So w- when's the Fed announcement <laughs> on rates? Is that 3.30 or what? That happened already? We did that yesterday.
0: Did that
2: John, are we there. coming in? I've been like psychotic busy. Yeah, uh, I think we need to change the profile on that camera. There's going to be a lot oh, right. of, of the minute comment for me. <laughs> a lot of what? <laughs> of the minute comment. What does that mean? Oh, oh got well, it. I didn't add anything oh, to this doc. Um When did you guys update this outline anyway? 20 minutes ago. Okay, that's pretty much. 15 minutes ago. You didn't
0: read everything that we linked to?
2: No, but last week, as soon as Nicole shared this, I went in and put in my favorites because I didn't want anyone to steal them. We got it. I'm into all the documentaries and everything. There's so many right now that are coming out, though.
1: I didn't watch the third Kanye one.
2: I'm yeah. not watching, I mean, like the you business ones, it, like the it.
4: icon. I just haven't
1: watched it yet. Oh, the icon was so good.
4: I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for the murder suicide before I watch the Kanye documentary.
1: Oh, damn. I mean,
0: that's <laughs> super dark. Too soon? It's super, <laughs> super dark. Oh,
1: what are you drinking? Thank what you. Is, that, is that homemade?
3: Yeah. You don't have to grow as high as mine. It's like a Gatorade thingy.
4: I wish I had, <laughs> like, <laughs> still, I'm, a, sure. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still recovering drinking. from Vegas, like a week later.
0: How long were you in Vegas for?
4: Four days was just too long. That's too long. Uh, yeah. Anything longer than two days is just too. That's mistake. like two.
0: You might as well be two weeks.
4: Yeah.
2: Four what was days, in Vegas?
0: Did you make it out all four nights?
4: Yeah. Unfortunately. No.
2: Yeah. Are you serious? How old are you? Thirty. Oh my god. Was that for work or that's for fun? Why? It was fun. Buddy's bachelor party. Yeah. It was too much fun. And
4: half the people had never been to Vegas before, so they're like, "We want to go to every casino." And I was like, "That's not how this is done." And they're like, "I don't care." So we walked like cumulatively twenty-five miles. Or something stupid yeah. like that. I was like, this is...
0: <laughs> I can't say who it is, but I just saw pictures of friends of mine my age who were in Vegas for a nephew's bachelor party. I don't know why they were there. Uh, apparently, this kid wanted to party with his uncles.
4: Millennials need like help knowing how
0: to party. So they, they have pictures of one of them so passed out and incapacitated <laughs> that the hotel provided a wheelchair, <laughs> but he had to eat before he went to sleep so they're wheeling him through the Venetian, which has yes. the only place that has any open- Right. Uh, they have a food court with like subway. Yep. They arrived there at 5.45 a.m. as these places were pulling down the metal gates. Right. So I have pictures of vi- and video- Let me say, of No, it's, I wasn't there. Of a gentleman my age being wheeled up to the <laughs> counter in a wheelchair ordering a sub at six in the morning. Oh and I gosh. just said, how did I miss this trip? Yeah. Because that could have been me. <laughs> you know, uh, well, that would have that would. We been, could
2: get you a wheelchair tonight.
0: Yeah, I was like, like at a thing that
2: could happen. Chain
4: smokers really concert
0: go for it. till five
4: in the morning, which is not my vibe. But
0: were they good? They, what do they, they do? They, they press played, enter
4: on a laptop. Yeah, they played slight remixes of just like basically karaoke wedding hits. Yeah, for is half that someone's
2: bit. actual phone? Was that yeah? Oh, well, we were, we I were thought were that good. was a new sound effect. Yeah. Okay, the, I actually loved the chain smokers at Salt in September. Were they good? Yeah, I mean for I mean a they have so many hits concert was cool
0: when I was at salt they had Lenny Kravitz and he tore the place down he was yeah. amazing I think
2: that was like that was maybe the year before like it's 2018 a long time ago already something
0: uh this was the salt that was in New York oh no I'm saying you that you're talking about with the chain smokers yeah yeah okay. this past so I saw I saw you there yeah I was there for an hour
2: yeah we did a quick I w- interview I
0: wasn't I wasn't able to stay long. So, alright, we're all good?
3: Yes, you good John? Yep. Have you done color charts? Yep. Okay. Alright, we're recording. Alright, let's do Three it. Three claps, you ready
2: to <laughs> Second clap, Trump third, third clap? Episode. <laughs>
0: to the compound and friends. All opinions expressed by me, Michael Batnick, and our castmates are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.
1: Today's show is sponsored by FTX. FTX was founded in 2019, which is wild. I can't believe it's only been, uh, what What year is it, Duncan? It's 20, all right, three years? About Sam Bankman, Freed the founder, was on the Forbes list of the richest under 30. I don't even think he's 30. Actually, he can't be 30. It's under 30, right? It's under 30. That well, would imply be under so. 30 years old. Uh, this year, we spoke today on the show about valuations with private companies uh, getting compressed, not FTX. FTX U.S. raised $400 million at an $8 billion valuation. That's only the U.S. subsidiary. FTX International was at a $32 billion valuation. So they are, needless to say, they're doing well. If you are looking to get access to crypto, NFTs, download the FTX U.S. app, enter the promo code COMPOUND to get free crypto on every trade over $10. All right,
0: we're back. We're back. Another all new episode of The Compounded Friends. We have two fan favorites back with us today. I'm very excited to welcome back Liana Hawkins. Do I pronounce
2: that right? No. No.
0: Okay. Do it the way I'm supposed to do it.
2: (laughs) Hawkins. Like Black Hawk Financial.
0: Okay. Who said? Are you sure about
2: that? It's true. Okay.
0: All right. They Ooh. call me
2: the Hawk since I was 19. A Le- little wee one in the industry. Leanna
0: Hawkins is back yeah. and ready to crush today. Welcome back. So nice to have you. Thank you. You are dressed up the, the way that we are for St. Patrick's Day, but somewhat against your will. I feel you like know, you're not as... I'll, I'll
2: take an all-black New York look with the green tie. I'm with you. All That's right. where I draw the line.
0: All right. Very cool. Dan McMurtry back in the house. Dan, say hello to everybody. What's up, everybody? Uh, Dan just got back from Vegas for, what did you say, Four days. Yeah. Okay. How Too long ago, though, did you get back? Sunday
4: night at like midnight.
0: So it's Thursday. You're okay. Yeah. You're, you're, by, now it's, by now, it's enough. When yeah. are you going back? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully never. Okay. <laughs> and Mike was not in Vegas recently. What's, what's going on with you? Everything yeah, good? Let's get to Ready it. Ready to pod? Yeah, let's get to it. Ready to yeah. get down to it? Ready. Right. Mike doesn't do small talk. Did you guys know that? I mean, that's it <laughs> not what we're we here for. Let's go. Mike's a pleasure to meet like in real life at a party. Go up to him and be like, hey, <laughs> how's, how's it going? I don't know. What do, what do you need? What are we starting with? John, throw up this chart. Why don't we start here? Value of investors'
1: revenge. Not that chart. Oh. So, all right. I'll set it up. Um, it's been a minute. The last couple of years, like almost going on a decade, Dan, you know better than me, has been rough for long, short investors, which are traditionally like long, cheap, short, expensive, which has been like the widow maker for way too long. And you know what? Yeah. I'm happy for you all. It's been... It's been too much pain. So we're on the other side of that. We're looking at uh, Berkshire divided by Arc, just ripping up and to the right. What is going on? How are you doing? How are you
0: feeling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, the Ber- Berkshire Arc ratio chart uh, yes. is back at 2017 levels, having erased five years of pain, pain for people that actually look at things like earnings and, and book value.
4: Yeah, it's pretty awesome it's game to, have, now. to have a little bit of have something make a little bit of sense?
0: Uh, Is what he said true? Are most long short investors value oriented?
4: I don't. I don't know that that's true any, I think on a, on, a, on a, maybe by count, but by AUM, definitely not. The last few years, all the AUM went to really quant. growth oriented quant and growth oriented managers. For long short fundamental, it skewed massively growth.
1: Okay, but and, even but even within that, you would still say long quality cheap. I'm sorry, long quality short. Drunk. So, so what happened
4: was basically over the last like five years. If you look at statements that a lot of prominent hedge fund managers made, there was this progression of them kind of giving up their tools. Where so they said, "Okay, first, we're not going to do anything that's not TMT." Then they said, "Okay, we're not going to short." Then we're not going to do small caps. And like we right at the moment, right at the moment where they kind of got to this point where they told all their investors long, long only one, Nasdaq we we have, 50 is right, what it turns right into. when they got all got to long only Nasdaq 50, that was exactly the top and. Right. and then it's been really really bad who's and the value
1: investor that literally shut it down at the top I feel bad for that for that team there
4: were several yeah and yeah. and there are you know now you're seeing the the growth guys start to get unwound and the issue is you have a lot of guys who launched call it 2014 to 2018 had okay records and had one or two awesome years and then have immediately given all of it back and it's not that there's credibility issue with their LPS of you know how do they how do you assess that managers skill looking at that record because it's so clear that so much of it is single factor driven that's really really tough, isn't it?
0: Smarter though to just shut it down, and then when your environment comes back, make your comeback. No high water if mark. You, but look but how, quick, how many but look value how quickly, guys. Look how quick it happens. The the long
2: term relationships though is what's tough, right? Like right. you can't just say, "Hey, we're going to put a pin on it here, and come back in two years when what we were doing initially is in favor." Oh, uh, but wait
0: a minute. But and, what if I say? But wait, what if I'm like you guys? I was dead serious about retirement, but the fat pitch now. Is so obvious. Right. This is mine. I would almost be selfish if I were to keep this talent <laughs> right. and, and expertise to myself given the macro <laughs> environment being so favorable to what I do. Are you looking for a fundraising I job? I
2: mean, yeah, I guess you're could a media, I get away with media that? marketing guy. You could do it
0: once, right? You could probably yeah. do that
4: once. But yeah. also, you had to pull that off in like three months. That's you, what I'm saying. I'm like, so quick. You yeah. had to call it right. You had to move well, it. Well, really wait fast. a minute.
0: Is that true? What if this is the start of a 10-year cycle of value outperforming growth? Could is be. It, is that possible? Can't have think. we ever had that? No, not really.
4: It I mean, value tends to get kind of like four-year runs, it yeah. seems like, historically. The Fed, in their guidance yesterday, kind of said they think that we're going to have this one, two-year period of inflation, and then we're going to go back to low growth, low rates. They took the term They're usually rate right. Down, Powell so.
1: said the value one has just started. I think that's
0: what he said. I'm not quoting exactly, but- Yeah, Powell said we're going to have a value regime. <laughs> right, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> going well, right. I mean, but we could sit here and feel really bad for hedge fund managers all day, right? But
0: I feel good for them. It's about it's <laughs> no this is what this is what they want.
2: This is dispersion. I think all of this is really good education. Everything that's happened, especially in the last years, is such good education opportunity for retail investors and young investors, millennials that are now starting to make money and wanna get into investing, like I I I know that we like to talk about things in our industry and the professional investors, but I mean your audience on this show is the retail people too. I think, and that's you know who I talk to with financial literacy and my stuff on social. Oh, for, so for them,
0: like a lot of a lot of the retail investors that just started, probably had the mindset like, why would I ever buy anything that's not TMT, tech right. media telecom? I think like, it goes. Both and now ways. they're going to have to learn oil stocks.
2: Well, that's what's funny. I mean, I like me personally. I'm more of like a value oriented investor. But a lot, but that's, that's also the Canadian
0: busy, in you though too. Probably. Yeah. I'm just, you
2: know, resources. fight for the underdog yeah, resources. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it's also just a factor of what I'm personally interested in. I don't know I don't know a lot about technology. I don't care a lot about technology. But when it comes to money I do sometimes, I use. I usually find the men in my retail investing space that I talk to or message me on Instagram, that type of thing, if they're in the technology or software business and that's what they're interested in personally as a retail investor and in their careers, they're going to be more prone to looking at the growth stocks because they're hearing about them. They actually know what that technology yeah. looks like and the prospects for the future. Whereas me, I'm not going to bet on that growth horse as much because I don't know about it and the valuations seem so freaking high. So I naturally gravitated to the airlines and resources and everything in the last is couple what, of years. Is
0: what Dan said about the last couple of years like corroborated by what you've seen which is that the only real way to have raised money in recent years is to raise it for a growth fund
2: i mean yeah like, that's I, who's
0: getting the flows
2: uh well let's turn into crypto now which is something i'm right. really into and invested in but it's value um, in a way yeah in a way so,
1: so, so dan who are the winners give it to us you have
0: you have this provocative take give us 10 stocks that are going to work this year <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: tomorrow, Next, tomorrow
0: tomorrow tomorrow yeah
4: no, I mean – can zoom in. Look, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of complicating factors in the market right now. You have inflation. You've got supply chain. You've got uh, real wages moving all over the place. You've got all this stuff Kanye. happening. Kanye. Kanye. a lot going yeah, on. A lot going on. I just think it comes back to price matters. Like, I, I actually – right now, I don't have that much of like a sector bias because I think there's been this big regime shift from basically buy things that go up to people going, holy shit, nothing works. And I think you can go back and across sectors, like right now, there are a lot of companies that are, you know, you're not going to buy this idea that you need to buy the best business, that's going to go out the window. And people are going to go back and look at, okay, what actually makes sense, price versus value, which is supposed to be the whole thing, right? That's the point of value investing. Value investing is not don't buy software, it's not don't buy retail, it's not, it's get a good price. But if you go out, I mean, just making up names, I mean, you can go buy, you know, Target at 14 times, you can buy William Sonoma at 11 times, these are earnings. You you want to go into industrials <laughs> or staples? Artics. You can get things at you know seven eight nine times cash flows, right. and so yeah, the economy might fall off a cliff, but it's probably priced for there. And you know, even though there there are some things that are I think causing things to decelerate in the economy, the consumer is just roided up and bulletproof right now. I mean, the consumer doesn't have any leverage on. But if
0: you're long only, it's a different conversation than if you're long short or yeah. or. Someone that has the ability to hold cash, like if you're long only and you think the economy is going to fall off a cliff, yeah, you'd just be like, well, what will hurt me the least? Right. And of course, that's going to lead you toward lower valuation but,
1: stocks. But wait, hold on. We was talking about like the consumer. So we just had an email yesterday that was interesting. Somebody said, when I started listening to y'all, I never thought I would lead to quality Disney World advice. My wife and I were debating about the genie pass, blah, 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 uh, We went for it and it was key. Um, by the way, parks are packed. They are speculating that this might be the busiest week ever in the history of Disney.
0: Recessions are different than I thought they would be. Yeah. Because these are people that other – this is just pulled back demand. Half of these are trips that were canceled two years ago. So my point
1: is, like, it's so weird to figure out where we are in the cycle, where we are in the economy. Mm -hmm. Like, can we go into a recession and the consumer still be, like, bulletproof? Is that? I mean, it seems to be, like, uh, totally incompatible, but maybe we have a weird thing that— Well, the
2: the amount of savings are still higher now, like, consumer-wise than they were pre-pandemic. So—and people have, yet pent-up demand to get out and do stuff.
1: Can so we have a, a, like a general slowdown of the economy with things still on fire? Does that totally not make sense? Or I think so. We can't the have that. people at Disney
4: term, this yeah.
0: week, two things about that. The people at Disney this week, probably a lot of them were supposed to have been there last year or a year before, promised their kids and it's a makeup trip. Right. Um, so it's not like more money being spent, but what percentage,
4: what percentage of overall consumption this year is going to be stuff like that? Like lot. every dinner, like what about you guys? (laughs) Every dinner I get invited to is, Hey, I haven't seen you in two years. Yes. Come to dinner. You got to go to that dinner.
0: A lot. Mm. I I agree with you. And the travel stocks, I think are reflecting that. Like, I mean, right now flights are booked. I mean, I mean, it's, it's oh, didn't Delta just say they had their busiest two day period ever. It's nuts. I'm on a trip this summer. That was supposed to be 2020. So yeah. like uh, I think a lot of people are and I don't know if a downturn in the stock market is really going to affect that this year. Well, the housing like, I'm doing it.
4: Housing is still really strong and I think the other thing I tweeted something about this but I don't think it's appropriately analyzed if you look at the options a consumer has right now. If you want to reduce spending but keep the amount of stuff you're buying the same, if you go from like for example, the classic thing in restaurants is getting pizzas delivered versus picking them up at the store. Yeah. If you go get them if you go pick up the pizzas, it's six dollars. You feed a family for $15, 18 bucks. Versus getting delivered, you're going to pay thirty-five, forty. You go through DoorDash, you're going to pay forty-five, fifty. It's so funny. We just there's, did that last night. Right. There's so many options for the consumer just to say, you know what, I actually care about that incremental twenty or thirty dollars, and you can recoup a lot of the gas pressure and things like that from those costs just by making little tweaks. Like maybe we're going to do more Costco. And we're going to do less, you know, Whole Foods.
0: My kids were on Uber Eats ordering Wingstop uh, last night, which is not supposed to cost what Peter Luger costs. Right. And I'm like, before you hit enter, how much is that? And my daughter's like $32. I'm like, where is this place? It's right, Sunrise right. Highway. It's Sun- Sunrise Highway. I said, you know what? Drive over there, spend five yeah. minutes yeah. and $12. Yeah. $8 or $9 they is raised, not life-changing, um, but I'm driving there. The service,
2: yeah. the service charters on a lot of things. Actually, All two right. interesting points on that. Pizza, let's start. Dominoes, have you guys seen the new incentive that the carryout pickup they have? They give you. Credit for every, for every order, if you pick up instead of, or carry out instead of delivery, they give you, I think it's 5 bucks or oh, 6 bucks wow. credit. It's
0: probably cheaper for them than They're trying to find you. delivery people. It's cheaper people. than right. trying to
2: find delivery people, hiring them, reimbursing them for gas. My, I do Instacart and stuff, living in the city, get groceries a few times a week, produce and things I don't want to carry home, quite frankly. So all of the service charge, some of the service charges, it used to be like three ninety nine for $25 of whatever. And now it's six ninety nine just in the last few weeks. So... All the service charters on the delivery things are going up. That'll eventually hit the pocketbook. But in the short term, it's not going to affect how demand. How great is think. it
0: if, like, the new economy is the less lazy you are, the less things cost you, uh, which I think is how it should be?
2: That's a frugal, healthy perspective.
0: I kind of I feel like that would be cool. Yeah.
4: Uh, I might start walking to
2: Whole Foods again. We'll see.
4: That you should pay <laughs> less to exert less effort, right?
0: Well, well like, insurance companies uh, try to incentivize people for not being fat slobs and sitting around all day. So, like, why wouldn't the actual economy work that way too? Wouldn't that well,
4: that, that that doesn't work? But uh, <laughs> you know,
0: no, uh, I know it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> I, mean, I, I
4: yeah, just mean it would economy, be nice yeah.
0: if that were an incentive out there. Dan, what's this? What's this
1: crazy chart that we've got from Blake LeBaron? agent based model what, what the hell of is this? asset prices.
0: What is this? Okay. This uh, looks like uh, you something use a- tells me this is going to be over my head. Yeah, mine too.
4: No, 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 no. it's not that complicated. Okay, so basically. There's a, a paper, which Jim O'Sonnessy retweeted. It's great. And this this guy, I think this was published in 2001. He basically created a computer system that made up random trading strategies. And he basically assumed that if the trading strategy loses over a certain amount, that manager gets fired, right? And so he just has those managers, those theoretical managers just run money. And the winners get more money and the losers get less money.
0: As a simulation. As a simulation. yeah.
4: And what he essentially shows is that over time, you have a reduction in the diversity of strategies. You end up with a bunch of strategies that are mostly the same. They might all be momentum. Some say they're growth. Some say they're outright momentum. And what you see is the market is really good at pricing whatever when you have the wisdom of crowds, which needs diversity of opinion, right? And so the point is when one style works really, really well for an extended period, every other style gets crowded out of the market. So you can see here on the top, you see kind of the price trend. And on the bottom, you see rule dispersion, which is just like how different people's strategies are. And so look where they reverse. It's always you get you get all of a sudden, everybody's strategies are basically 40% the same right there where it says 80. And then the price tanks. And all of a sudden, all these strategies come back. So this is what's happening with gross versus value, yeah, yeah. et cetera. And it's ha- it's kind of ages this old is this, arg-
0: this is an argument for having multiple managers or multiple strategies Correct. inside of your portfolio. Because yes, because if you don't have that, you're, what you're
4: seeing there is you're in the short term, you get smoother returns or maybe higher returns, but you're taking an immense amount of rebalancing risk. And you're also making a bet that you're going to make the smart rebalancing decision.
0: Time that it right. really,
4: well, not if, even if you miss it, once you tank, are you then going to make a smart decision when you're down 30% of your portfolio? <laughs> yeah, no. You
0: do the opposite. But the, the
4: problem
1: right. is, isn't this the nature of markets it that is. eventually people will throw in the towel on what's not working for such a long period of time? I was looking at a chart, a three-year chart of small cap value versus right. ARK. And ARC was up like literally 300% and small value was up 30 over the same right. time. And it's like a four-year period that feels like an eternity. You're like, all right, clearly this th- shit is broken. Right. I'm, I'm going to stop inflicting this pain on myself. And then from today, like it literally crossed all the performance. Right, back. At the
0: mo- right at the moment though. Right at the moment
1: right. of maximum pain. But there's no avoiding this. This is what markets do, right? And we've been no. in a weird period recently where it's just been so long.
4: No, the only way you avoid it is with asset acid- allocation and making sure that you have, you know, if you want to be a little tilted, it it generally makes sense to, you know, basically play the hot hand a little bit. But so many people, especially people coming to the tech space, you know, they start with, okay, I work at Facebook, I have a bunch of Facebook stock, I'm going to buy, I'm going to diversify into Google, and then I'm going to buy a little Amazon, I'm going to buy some CrowdStrike, I'm going to buy some NetSuite, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you've got a guy, you know, fast forward three years, private banks are saying, hey, why don't I lend you some money against your shares, and you can buy more stuff and do venture. And then all of a sudden, they've got a leveraged long portfolio that's all one bet. Yeah. And that's and where some real, of it's
0: illiquid now too. Right. And that's, that's where just real great. pain
4: happens. And
2: people tend to buy what they know as a retail yeah. investor or I start a- there. So
1: I actually think it's easier for individual investors to like stay away from the shit than it is for professionals.
2: It is once they actively start thinking about it or they see their portfolio like it looks right now and they're like, what the beep was I thinking the yeah. last yeah. five because years? Because individual
1: investors yeah. don't have – Outside capital, like chirping at their ear at like, and after like literal years of underperformance, I don't know how
0: people could like stay sane and not give in. I got a DM, I got a DM from a guy, all in tech guy, um, retail, retail not, and he's just like, I'm going to watch this commodity rally instead of sell all my tech shit and buy it because I know the minute I buy it. That's the top for commodities, and the whole thing's going to reverse. But if I were to do it, it would be right at this moment. And literally, that was uh, WTI crude at 130. Right. Like, he knew it. Right. He's a retail guy, but he knew. I feel so compelled at this moment to sell all these social media companies and and just buy Chevron. He goes, that's how I know it's over, because I'm literally about to do it. And he was dead right. So generally, kn- when when you tell guy, but he knows himself. When you get that
4: feeling, like one of the things we spend a lot of time on is, is very similar to poker, trying to like really feel how you're feeling and thinking about how that's influencing your investment decisions.
0: And the one that kills you, a Peter is, Frampton song. What's probably. that song? <laughs> Do you feel how I feel? Do you? Feel how I feel? Oh my god! Yeah. You but if you're, hold on, Michael. <laughs> thank you,
4: thank you. If you're if you're feeling like making that trade will be relief, will like make you comfortable.
0: So bad trade, it, it, Do the opposite. especially
4: when it's when it's adding exposure. It's it's always the worst possible time. Or what
0: about when it's like, oh my god, everybody is getting
1: rich. Right. Oh, I heard you talking yeah. about this with Frederick. Yeah. In the at the bottom in March 2020, like if you like literally feel compelled, then right. you should have the where Well, not you should. It's hard to, to be the self aware that everybody else is feeling this.
4: Right. A buddy. Yeah. It was a buddy of mine who who's been a trader a long time, and I called him. It was like the 17th or something. It was like right around the bottom. And I'm like, dude, what do you, like, what do you, what do you think? This is crazy. And he's like, honestly, he's like 11 a.m. today. I felt myself begin to vomit. I like, I felt my stomach going from what, from just the March. market ball. in okay. March of 2020. Yeah, yeah, he feels himself begin to vomit, and he goes, I go to grab for the trash can, and then I stop and I go, wait, I felt this before. I need everybody else feels this. I need to buy. And yeah. he put his entire account in like two or three ETFs. It was like small caps, miners, or something and then just shut his machine off and bailed.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it was, the most, it, was the, it was the best trade I saw of the year. It's the hardest thing to do. What is this Chinese China-focused long-short managers? What yeah, so that, so
4: that was just something somebody posted, which John, was just, do you have this? Yeah, that was just an example of like, you know, people are saying hedge funds are back. Hedge funds are, are not back. They're having actually a really bad year. How many year.
0: China-focused long-short managers are there? Quite in a In the few. United States. Is that a huge category or? Not so much in the United States. A lot of them
4: are Hong Kong-based, but, yeah. um, you know, basically everybody's getting tattooed. But particularly the the Asia focus guys, um, U.S. long short's been really really rough again because I think of the growth bias and that getting unwound. Imagine selling this track record. Like, imagine I imagine sitting right. Cro- this is but this is the cumulative of everybody. Yeah, um, and it's just it's just well, it's let's pretty re- let's give
0: some people s- some of the highlights so they know what we're
4: looking. So at. So America's on the right. America's average long short. America's fund is down nine point four nine percent for the year. Event driven down 7.41%. Again, these are strategies that are supposed to be hedged or or right. not correlated. Josh, so right.
1: remember a month ago I was saying these these long shortcuts must be like killing it right now?
4: Not everyone. Well, the, the issue the issue, particularly in early March, is you got a couple of days of like really violent unwinds. And so during those individual days, just none of your modeled correlations hold up. And so you have to make sure that just on the other side of that, you still have liquidity to kind of reinstitute the strategy. Usually it comes back if you know what you're doing. Um because over time you're not over time not taking that much beta is one thing, but it's almost impossible to have no beta on any individual day. Like that's very very hard to accomplish, and especially when you have these violent kind of top down unwinds. So,
1: so I want to I want to get your take on like the growth stuff, like what's going on. I saw this tweet yesterday or the day before. Somebody wrote, uh, "Zoom, which is the company that became a verb during the pandemic, is down 12% since the pandemic started, which is mind boggling. In that period, revenue is up five times from 830 million to 4.1 billion. Operating margins are up four percent." To, uh, for, I'm sorry, from 4% to 28%. And look at this chart.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, when I looked at this, I was like, this looks like Piton over the last three years. Yeah, yeah. it does. It and looks exactly and like that. obviously completely different companies and fundamentals, right? So y-
1: Yes. I understand that these things obviously were overvalued. I think this is one of the weird things where consensus was right so quickly. Um, in 2021, everyone understood that this
0: was going to yeah, be but unwind, but they quintupled their revenue. Yeah, but but the part that they're the, losing the it. part that
1: I don't really understand is that these companies are like below pre pandemic levels with such right. bigger businesses.
4: They were very. I mean, where, on that, where, where on that chart? Where on that chart do you think people bought? Right. So it's and just it's, just, it's
1: just, this is this is not fundamental. It's just an unwind.
4: Yeah, I think everything that's happening right now is an unwind. So I
1: mean, by that logic, like. Are we going to see like, and I'm not commenting on Zoom. It's still my big sponsor. Who knows? But some, like, there's going to be some like fabulous buying
4: opportunities. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Am I too bearish on Peloton. I think it's a zero.
2: I actually did a poll about this on Instagram that's last right, week.
0: That's the right place to do it.
2: Looking at that three, looking at you know, a lot of your well, you did pull.
0: Uh, you
4: took the poll on Peloton
2: where on Peloton. Say, if you'd buy it at this level or not? Where is it?
4: Twenty dollars?
2: Not even. I don't think Let's Peloton see.
4: violates one of my three laws of investing, which is oh, one: Americans are fat. Yeah. Two: Moms <laughs> be shopping. Yeah. Three. No, that company's not going to cure Alzheimer's. Yeah. Those are the three rules. Those that are the, any
0: time. Any t- Is it any time a company is involved with at least one of those rules? You're saying? pretty much. Yeah. I, okay. I, I will
4: not. T- anybody mentions Alzheimer's, I'm out. You know. Anybody's like Americans are going to be healthy. I'm out. And yeah. Anytime somebody's like moms love this, I'm like buy.
0: Why? Oh, oh, you will buy. Yeah. On that.
4: Anytime. Anytime it's like our core consumer is like the upper middle class mom I'm like I'm so in. So wait, I the wonder, moms if-
2: definitely love Peton, but I think all the ones that we're going to buy it already haven't. It it that's conflicted yeah. with Rule it 1. But that's what it's, di- it's so different like just I mean you can pull up the the 3 to 5 year chart of Peton I'm looking at right now it's it looks wildly similar to Zoom. It's almost at the exact same level it was. Now it's at 23 or 24 today, but it's almost at the exact same level, if not slightly below pre-pandemic. I think
0: even the bulls at this point, their argument is that someone's going to acquire it.
2: Yeah, that's why I would well, say throw no some speculative rumor. money in it if you don't care about so it. That, like, but so then
0: why do they have to acquire it at this price? Unless you tell me there's a bidding war, why can't they just wait till this thing really dwindles away? And then uh, and, and they if in fact that's what has to happen.
2: Yeah, I don't know technically with Zoom or with Peloton what their support levels look like right now. But – I would say Peloton, well, yeah. yeah, throw money well, at it if you want to do a little Zoom's bit of gambling. Zoom's problem is no
0: switching costs. Like if you and I have a Zoom meeting and then I Google Meet you, you don't care. Yeah,
2: the Zoom thing confuses me obviously a lot more than Peloton. Um, what do you think? Do you, Do you look at Zoom or?
4: I've looked at both of them. I think Zoom's a, a good business, but zero switching costs. I also worry that I worry that some of these things will be negatively associated with the pandemic forever. Right? Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's a concern I have. It's I not good
0: to be in a pandemic
4: ETF, right? A year after, there's the pandemic. a lot of yeah. tech. But fl- five years down the road,
2: won't everybody still be using Zoom? But and who cares? Now I'm
1: seeing like most of my meetings are not coming across as Google Meet. Like it, it started 100 percent Zoom, then it was like a little bit less, a little bit less. We're getting a little bit, dude, bit
0: back to phone There meetings, are people which I like. I that will be forever associated it. with the pandemic. Do yeah. you know that? Yeah, that's not sure. good. Like, yeah. I don't think Fauci will ever not be pandemic Fauci. Well, he loves it. I mean, he- I mean, he, does, will he still, though, when we moved know. on well, something else? Let's talk else.
4: about,
1: like, the recent market action.
4: Throw this chart from
1: Sentiment Trader. This is a good one. So this is showing the NASDAQ composite after two after consecutive 2.5% gains following a 52-week low. This is fairly unusual, and it tends to happen more often What's than not near, bar, near market bottom. 2.5% Having daily gains? Back to back after a 52-week low. That is a bottom. That's a bottom. I mean, Histori- m- historically,
0: that has were, been the bottom. There
1: was it's one, two, three, four, five. This was the sixth, and five out of six. Uh, I'm sorry, four to five previously happened at a bottom. The only one that didn't was was at 2008. I can't
0: say from your hat. Is it possible that seven? Seven instances just really isn't enough to tell no, us much.
1: No, 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 because this tells you. I mean, yeah, obviously it's not a hundred times, but this is, this is, this. To me, this is a meaningful chart. After a fifty-two week low, you have
0: back to back two and a half percent gains. Like that's capitulation. That's a bottom usually. Um. So when did this happen? This week? In the last two days? Okay. Go to bespoke's uh, chart below that. What is this saying? This is showing that. Now this is this is a broader look. This is just showing
1: that back to back two and a half percent gains. Generally speaking, like that, that does not happen during a healthy market, right? So, you saw a lot of those. So, there's been 27 times. 11 of those came during the dot com bust, like on the way up and on the way down. Four happened on the way down in 2008, 2009. I mean, a ton of volatility is not is
0: not indicative of a healthy market. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Even when you get a plus two and a half percent day, that's probably because you just lived through a negative six percent week right, right, or right, something, right? right. Um, if somebody pitches a strategy right now, and says that it's a tot- uh, total addressable market is like the types of stocks they're choosing. Do they get punched in the face or left out of the room? Well, that's a bull
1: market strategy.
0: Liana, if you ever hear that term again from a professional, what's your response to that?
2: Um, like, <clears throat> I'm
0: buying the companies with the biggest TAMs.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't have a prepared statement for that answer. However, okay. I do think that this is pr- – yeah, this is pr- – Probably the wrong time to be trying to sell that sort of strategy, but in a way, it's kind of like some of the stuff in digital assets and crypto is selling it a little TAM. bit the same way. Yeah. yeah, but
1: TAM is a private market thing. People like public investors. I feel like don't really say that, do they? No, they
3: do.
0: That's the problem. They that were crossed over six months yeah, ago. six months ago. That, that was, was definitely used
2: as like a key term. Fine, sales but if you're saying if you're if you're
1: pitching the TAM when you're already forty billion dollars, like shouldn't you have some? Shouldn't you be like hitting
0: that TAM? Well, wasn't, Shouldn't you just That have was revenue? the Zoom
2: story the whole way along, right? Is that yes. we still yeah. have this much growth and this TAM. Like,
0: And then there were multi-TAM stories. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute. Like, what Don't. happens if I get into that business too? Insta short. Like what happens if Amazon is all of a sudden doing health insurance? Well, What's I think that, this,
2: that also, this pitch of the TAM was a big thing around like the year of IPOs, 2021. Do you too, know what right? the total
0: addressable market of this podcast is? Like th- in theory?
2: Um... I don't know, but I know that because I'm here like it, it's definitely a lot <laughs> Seven billion. <laughs> yeah.
0: And actually, if we break that down into ears, it's 14 billion ears. Wow. You know, could uh, potentially- Sponsors
2: must love that. All pitch. right, so now maybe it's gone too far.
0: <laughs> I'm hearing TAM stories mean, stand for a total annihilation of money, which maybe maybe that's a good thing for, for these stocks. Um, this entire philosophy of investing, though, I think has just been murdered. And historically- I feel like this type of thing takes like 10 years for people to ever revisit once again. Like once something has done this much damage to investors. So if you're coming public in the next year, you probably don't have a slide in your deck talking about your total addressable market. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I think I think that's maybe the worst thing you could say. Um, I just threw this in really quickly. The effect of the NASDAQ crash – Feels like it's already being felt in VC, maybe not in crypto, uh, but this is data collected by Carta, which provides equity management and other sort of blah, blah, blah. Carta is like if you invest in a private company, you log into Carta and you could see if there's any shareholder notifications or if there were any rounds or whatever. Uh, they're basically saying series A to series C stages in the United States, prices are already in decline, valuations for those deals are already falling. It's a whole thing at uh, TechCrunch. Mike, this is like as soon as we thought it would show up or sooner, what, what do you I, think's
2: I going didn't, on here? I
1: didn't read this yet, but my take was that Instacart, for example, is already a, a public company that just happens to be private. And it was actually, we just spoke about this, that Fidelity, and Fidelity marked it down by 18% since they invested in February, 2021. DoorDash is down 70% over the same time, which is hilarious. T-Row, uh, a little bit more, less, uh, more conservative, they marked their investment down by 5%. OK, okay. so here's the coup de grace. Instacart, they're carrying it at a $32 billion valuation. DoorDash is 26 and DoorDash has three times the revenue. It's tough. That's it's a, a big lift. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. So I think that these like growth equity areas, again, they are publicly traded. They will have to get marked down. But I still think that like Series A and Seed like... I, I think that they're going to be, uh, I don't want to say immune, but like I don't think those valuations are coming down any What soon.
0: percentage of the hedge fund business started like really getting involved as either becoming crossover funds or sponsoring SPACs? I got a great chart. I feel like it was like 10%. I'm I just, just making that I got up. It. Some, that and 25
4: maybe. On, the question is, are you doing it by firm count or dollar basis? Because all the big ones did.
1: Every big hedge fund was SPAC sponsor. It's free money. Look at this. So this is non-traditional investor participation in uh, private markets. You Se- who is that? I'm you. Oh, it's my wife. 77% of dollars last year, 77% of the $330 billion raised came from non-traditional investors. That's meaning bananas. not ven-
0: Meaning not venture funds. Bananas. So right.
1: these people are pulling back. But again, I feel like the entire Series A market, like all of it is still a tiny dollar amount. So I yeah. think that that can still be I think early silly for a while.
0: The earlier this, st- that's Michael's theory is the oh. earlier the stage, the less, uh, sensitive why, to- if
1: you're, if you're a pre-seed or seed or whatever, and you're, you're trying to build a business that, you know, might have customers in a year, might have like some real market value in like three years. Why does today's, why do today's valuations matter? Number one, number two, if it's a $15 million valuation, who gives an F? It's such a tiny dollar amount.
2: Yeah, but if you have to think of it in the way of like an investor's mind, every dollar that they're giving to someone means something. And the valuation of that from the get-go is always going to be sensitive, particularly when you look at the way that technology is performing right now in the broad market.
0: I was going to say, I was it's, gonna say it's exactly a, that. It's a
2: Sen- mindset it's, thing, it's right? Mindset. It's the sentiment of the sector but right you had now.
0: Five stocks blow up, and then the sixth one is a private company asking you to write them a check. You're definitely writing a lower check yes, than you otherwise. If, to, I don't care what stage you are in. If,
1: yeah. Well, okay, well, that's- You're in a bad word. mood.
0: Fine. fine. <laughs> because like you're angry because like you're a if you're If you're
1: a C, like there's a floor. There's just, is a floor. So if the floor is 8 million or 6 million, all right, what is
0: what is the difference? Well, you, the, you look like you have a SPAC uh, announcement coming. You want to make yeah. it now?
4: <laughs> the the issue with the, with the venture market is everybody kind of copied what, I guess, Masa and a few other people started doing, which is- just these nuclear orbit strike amounts of capital where you get a company that's kind of proving the concept and they go, OK, I'm going to give them so much money that nobody would dare else Compute, come into this, right? Or you know, we're just going to go scorched earth and we're just going to spend $200 million and we're going to hire every salesperson with a brain in the industry. We're going to you just get all the distribution. And the issue is if you pulled that off and you could kind of show the right charts, you could get these crazy multiples and the math actually worked.
0: Did that work for, what company did that work for? What, what startup did that actually work for? That didn't blow up. Well, WeWork was the
4: famous like <laughs> failure, but Yahoo is the original one, I, I believe. So Sebastian Mallaby, who wrote More Money Than God You've Got on the Wall there, just came out with the Power Law, which yeah. is like a similar history of VC. And I think he goes through Moss's investment in Yahoo. And the funny thing talking about Yahoo is like, everyone was aware that yahoo's trash or like, yahoo's technology was trash it was just terrible and maza just said who cares i can just buy the market and i'll flip the stock out and i'll make an insane amount of money and so he was making the irrs on his money were just made up numbers cuz it, it was kind of like with poker where he just decided i'm going to play so aggressive that nobody else is going to be able to keep up
0: with me meaning all of those other early search engines looked at the amount of money yahoo had in its coffers and threw in the towel yeah yeah yahoo could at that point, basically, they had so
4: much money that even if they were doing everything pseudo-manually, the other people couldn't keep up with them. And Google you know, Google needed a few more years. That wouldn't work long term, but it was yeah. a great trade. But you saw the same things happening like you know, we we were short uh, Grubhub at one point. And the reason we were short – a lot of our shorting is competitively oriented. So a lot of the reason we were short Grubhub was not really specifically because we had issues with Grubhub. It was just that DoorDash raised so much money in the private market – and it had been very clear that they were going to use that to attack like a psychopath with an axe. And I remarked to a friend of mine, I said, you know, Grubhub is locked in a cage with a psychopath with an axe. It's not going to go. And meanwhile, Grubhub's like, we have positive cash flows. I'm like, that is not the strategic move Yeah. when the other guy has $300 million yeah, you could, just you. Yeah, you have
0: you. 5% market share. Right. But you have positive cash flows. Right. You, you pick the wrong. Uh,
4: I
1: saw a tweet yesterday that Masa ha- is down for $25 billion.
4: I mean, he's he's a fast, loose, super aggressive yeah. player. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. Like, he always kind of – I mean, the guy's a king. Yeah. Like, no disrespect yeah. to Moss at all. But, like, his strategy is super high ball.
0: Yeah, You can't do that right now. Uh, I guess you can. Well, he can. But it's not paying can. off.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's tough.
0: OK. Uh, let's pivot. Fed decision yesterday. Um, does everybody feel like money got a little bit tighter overnight? I was going to get Kobe ice cream yesterday. but I was like, dude – in this yeah, economy, twenty five basis,
1: <laughs> basis points. I'm sorry, you have to wait.
0: All right. So Powell said, in my view, and I'm the person in charge of this. The probability of a recession over the next year is not very high. I feel better. How How do you guys feel about all this? Feel okay.
2: <laughs> well, I w- for me, I mean, I'm not managing money, or I'm not managing anyone's money other than my own. So it's not like this interim volatility that I see it as is not a big issue for me. It's not a big, I advise people in, yeah, the stuff I do on social and millennial investors to not try to be bothered by this. Stick to your plan and know that the market's going to be volatile. No, we get corrections here and there. That's fine. Take these as opportunities and look five years out, 10 years out. Yeah, don't give it down. I don't know. They should
0: be praying for corrections. You you
2: might not like it as much, but I'm I'm looking at everything. Uh,
0: Powell said labor markets are quote, tight to an unhealthy level. Meaning we need more unemployed people, but you can't say it like that. No, we um, need more immigration. Should he be canceled for that statement?
4: I mean, I think everybody should be canceled at some point. I agree. <laughs> we I'm just, an immigrant. We should get over it and say we need more immigrants. But that's, that's actually the solution to most economies struggling. No, but we dying. need like
0: the right kind.
2: Like, <laughs> like Leanna. We need more Leanna. We need, we more, need more
4: Irish.
0: Yeah. The market, the economy is so weird right now. What? I like Trump's uh, immigration policy. If they're pretty and thin, let them in.
2: Okay, <laughs> let me tell I, you. I came in during that one. That's right.
0: That's I'm, how we got on it. That's been, how we I got may as well on. have been
2: from Afghanistan. It was tough.
0: So, but he's actively saying the labor market is too tight. Does yeah. that mean there are too many jobs open? There's 1.7 jobs for every Or too many people earning a worker. living?
2: It's not the stuff. It's well, a,
0: but it's a weird place to get to. Yeah. You run interest rates... Real rates negative right. for two years and then say They're still very negative things are too good. Actually, good news. Good news. Lisa Bromox tweeted the volume
1: of negative yielding bonds has fallen to the lowest level since 2015. Uh yeah. Then that, that is good. What What's this yield so curve we've, chart? We've got yield curves uh, inverting all over the place. Uh, who's just here's the issue though? I put, issue,
4: what's though? Up? I put a, a thread in the in the chart. The, the, Modest proposed was a great Twitter handle. Put up a you know, kind of thought experiment of what would a recession look like. And so he kind of worked through, OK, a That's recession. That's so smart. Crazy. And he goes, he goes, a recession would have to come from corporates investing less or the consumer weakening. And the issue is you go look at the consumer. And I've, I've been trying to do this. It's really hard to figure out how the consumer slows down here um, or, or goes negative, at least um incredible balance sheets if you think the consumer is going to cause a recession here you're making a bet implicitly that for the first time in american history the american consumer will choose to not overdo it that they're going to like say okay i still got a lot of savings i'm not going to go to that credit card i'm just going to calmly i don't know take i take fe- it
0: down february retail sales missed uh i think that march retail sales will be worse and I think that almost all of that has to do with what it costs to fill up a, a gas tank at the pump.
4: But here's the question, right? The question is, is that a trend or is it people going, holy shit, gas prices, then they get used to it, then they kind of recalibrate. Because when people see big changes quickly, yes. right, I, I'm, I'm now, I think the street is a little bit ahead on the narrative of consumer spending being weak because what they're seeing is people going, holy shit, this price moved. But that doesn't mean that it's just going to be this snowball of them spending less and less and less. I think people are just kind of adjusting to it. And wages are still growing, you know, pretty damn strong. I think it's slightly negative on a, on a real, real basis. Real, yeah, real's not great. But the, but,
0: but that, even let's say, say tough it, b- let's say it was break even on right. a real basis. That's still a net negative for consumer sentiment. And the consumer sentiment surveys are falling off a cliff. Sure. And those typically lead consumer spending. Like, yeah, again, it could reverse. And if there's a ceasefire and all of a sudden the price of oil and gas drops quickly, right. we may digest the price rise and see the consumer rebound uh, How about quickly. a
1: recession that doesn't f- tank the economy, where it's just like a mild recession?
0: We don't do that anymore.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, that, <laughs> that they, so, so there's a the consumer side, which is just, I think that, I think the issue is that people saw a very rapid increase in prices, yeah. but it also didn't stop. It was one way. There wasn't like a, any volatility. It was just a trending market. And that really freaks people out. And now you're seeing oil sort of form a range and you know, I, I put in the notes. I think I think chartists are having a field day right now because you know, pick a major chart, S P five hundred on on a monthly or or oil, whatever. They're all behaving like textbook technical yes. analysis things.
0: Yes. Because those are the only people left with capital to trade yeah, or technicians. Everybody else is
4: anybody who had, anybody who had any beliefs is dead. Right. Um then they came yeah, then they came for the growth guys.
0: I like your idea. Uh, I hope that's what it turns out to be is but that but on the other side,
4: and this is something that was in that modest thread was, it's it's actually again if you go over to the industrial side, you go okay, corporates are going to invest less. If you actually look at where the nominal dollars are coming from, like the actual just big number, no adjustments, is Microsoft going to invest less in the cloud? Is Google they just invested in consensus? Amazon? Did you see that? Yeah. Like our, the question is, are the major corporates, are the top fifty corporates really going to invest less? No. Are the defense companies going to invest less? Definitely not. It's actually very hard to see. Oil and gas, CapEx will be up. Okay, even look at autos. Look at autos. All of them, they invest or die. I agree. For them, right? So the issue is on the corporate side. I can't find many corporates. I'm concerned about inflation because every company I'm listening to or talking to is saying, we think inflation is going to moderate in the next six months, and also we're raising prices in the next six months. Yeah, we're passing it on. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not how that works. But I can't find a company that's not (laughs) investing right now. That's a really good
1: point. The cure so, for high prices is stimulus checks.
2: There's right. also a, a couple points there, Josh, with what you said about gas prices and stuff, too, is pandemic has boosted online sales and e-commerce. I actually just like brought up a little stat here. So it, on, online spending still only represents 21 percent of total retail sales. That's crazy. But that's up 44 percent year over year from 2020 to 2021. That's the crazy and part. And that'll continue. And that so I think gas price is not as much of an effect on consumer spending. I think it'll have more of an effect on the continued boost in travel. And what happens with those companies? It's, fun, it's
0: funny that they waited for everybody to move to the suburbs and get their first SUV. Right. That they had to wait six months for because of a micro trip. Dude, you know what I And saw? then they're like, okay, double <laughs> the gas price. We're ready now. I man. swear
4: to God, I saw a Hummer H two on the street the other day and I was really? like, Oh my god, it's two thousand three. It's re- literally. They those 2003. those yeah. were didn't the they? dumbest
1: trucks ever.
2: Were they still I didn't even know, I didn't even know they existed were, like, anymore. Still No, existed.
4: they brought yeah. the Hummer back. I but it was like, an H two. Did yeah. they bring back the H two? There would be no reason to do that. Right. Um, That's what I'm saying. I unless was like you saw what? Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it was the original um, yellow paint job, remember that?
3: Yeah. There is an E V one now, right? For real? But
4: is it the H2? That was the thing I was really confused
0: about. Yeah, there's an EV Hummer either on the street or coming, and that's like a big part of it. All right, who is this Rabobank quote from? I'm Rabobank.
1: So Rabobank is like a European bank. They said – actually, before we get to that, let's look at some implied yields. So the implied yield on the December 2024 euro dollar future contract is 2.39%. Which is 28 basis points below the year earlier contracts, indicating that traders expect the Fed's benchmark rate will be cut over time, which is hilarious. So to Rabobank, they said, quote, we are now. Look at this. Oh, oh, wow. That's a fat one.
4: I was thinking about the H3. No. And this I is, looked it up. They the stopped production
2: in 2009. So it's just. Oh my God. Yeah.
4: So it like sitting, on the just, sitting on the street in Queens. That's
1: Hot so Rabobank said we are now pricing for a policy error and the inevitable rate cuts and a new QE that will have to follow. In other words, just as the Fed drives things off the cliff, Mr. Market is already pricing in the trampoline at the bottom that will take us
0: to even higher highs. Yep, what's when's funny, next, what's funny about Qube, that? is just like the rate hike cycle from 04 to 06, was, it's just that we could cut again, was 17 individual 25 basis point moves every single meeting. The rate hike cycle that ended. At the end of 18? Three? Was it three? Nine. Nine? It was nine? I I know that now consensus is seven because that's what the dot plot says. And we just had the first of seven or there's one and seven more. To Rabobank's point, I can't imagine it. You already have, I think, two-year, five-year, and ten-year are within three basis points of each other. Right. So we're going to now deliberately well, invert up, the yield curve. Up this so the I can't imagine seven. The five, the
1: five year, I think just went above the ten year. The twenty years above the thirty year. It's all messed up.
0: The twenty year, the twenty year yield curve is above the third. The twenty year yield is above the thirty year yield. Yeah, it's funny. Right, already. It didn't take long. I think the five is above the ten, but I'm a positive. I think they're equal, or it could be inverted already. And twos know. are skyrocketing. Well.
4: Yield curve control is something a bunch of the economists are talking about. Is do they decide to go and intervene and specifically try to influence target target the, the
0: later duration? Right. So what would they do? Try and push down the two? Or sell what? it? No, sell the sell the ten year. Just right? try to
4: you know buy and sell to sh- create the shape on the curve you'd like. Essentially, buy
0: the twos and sell the tens and right. and steepen that way. Right. I mean, I don't know if they could really the do Fetch, it. But. The Fed should hire a Renaissance
1: to to run that for I, them. Right. Yeah, I feel like you could do that. Could do they they did part. they've done it before.
4: They should get the, uh, what's his name? The the Chewy guy who's buying GameStop and Bed Bath be like, look, you need to get these trucks Ryan but the, yeah. but
0: the point is, how frequently do rate hike cycles just end and then nothing? Or is it most of the time, it is a policy error at the end and the Fed is already back to cutting, a la 2019?
4: I just don't understand. Like, this sounds weird, but from a consumer standpoint, why why are you really that worried about Like right now, the consumer has a big bankroll. They have access to credit. Everything's pretty good. Yeah, uh, mortgages are up, but home prices are up so much. Rents are also going in a certain direction where buying still makes sense. Um, If things get really bad, I think the American public expects more stimmy checks. Like I think that's the end of the day. And so I think everybody is – everybody's just wondering like, okay, how long are we going to do this charade of hiking before we get back to more stimulus? You can't
0: do stimulus checks simultaneously with the job market is too tight. Right, and there were ten million job openings. If it gets bad, I know, but like, just think, like, what are we even saying at that point, like politically? We're
4: we're out in like a another planet. I honestly, this is why
0: I feel like like there's there's no historical
1: precedence. Every like history is junk right now. It tells us nothing. Things are so weird right now.
4: No, so I'm I'm gonna ruin your audience for a second. So there's this book called The Price of Peace, which is a biography of Keynes. And oh, that's it's, amazing. It's insane. It's such a good book. Yeah. And it's talking about him being in the room when they're deciding, like, how are we going to do World War One and yeah. Versailles and the New Deal and all this other stuff. And it's a really good read right now because it's talking about the social, personal, political, mathematical angles of – Environments where the rules are being made up as we go along, yeah, which is it's where we've been in the last, yes, environment. Yes, right, yes, right, right. Yes, yes. And what you see if you go back and you look at that, which is 1900 to 1950, is every time the government does anything in the last few years, you got these guys on Twitter who are like, "This has never happened before." Bullshit. You just, you know, not well read. This happens all the time. The only, there's a guy on uh, New River Investments, Guillermo Roditi, who's who's fantastic, and he always says, "The only rule of financial markets is that the rules change." At like exactly the wrong moment. I think
0: we're just in another one of those right now where – Stimulus checks but employers can't find people to work is literally unworkable politically and any politician that's for that is going to have a really tough time explaining why it's necessary. However – What if we go into a recession all of a sudden jobs go away? Well, so that's the thing though. If you have 10 million open jobs, you go into a recession – Let's say half of those jobs disappear. You still have 5 million open jobs. How, how can you get unemployment to go back to 10%? Uh, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. Is everyone going to be an entrepreneur and launch their own crypto uh, app, I, I mean— God willing. God I mean, willing. I
2: have a coin coming out soon. <laughs> you make a good I'm point. I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> I, but I, there's I, just so many things at play. Like, you guys, we haven't even touched on Russia, Ukraine. Like, right. the end of a two-year global pandemic coinciding with, like, people talking about World War Three. where, what? like, there's just so much shit going on. Like, how is anyone supposed to actually— forecast what this is going to look like economically for I agree. investment managers, consumers. Like, what are we even talking about? Yeah, I'm, I'm one point, of the only point. idiots. That I feel so bad. For, I don't want to be these guys changing the yields and the, and the rates. Like, f- that.
0: <laughs> I th- I think like Ukraine is more meaningful to markets than the Fed right now, just because of course, the the, st- the bond market already tightened seven times for the Fed. So yeah. there's little he could do other than a 50 basis point hike that would shock anybody the real surprises are coming from the war and yeah, the price there's of oil as a result.
2: So many like geopolitical things that need to settle down and give us some clarity or a little bit of guidance, I think before anyone can Strong really clothes, speculate how's how's gonna, how this is going to play out.
4: Yeah, well, I, I think the issue <laughs> war is... is uh, your war is bad. War is bad. Mean, war or against?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going <make, laughs> to totally cut war. this clip
4: for Instagram. So I think, uh, I think the, the issue is... 2020 was so crazy because we had what most people would consider an act of God happen. And human society, broadly speaking, just said, no, we're canceling that. We're just going to print money, stimulus. We're going to whip up a vaccine in four months. Yeah. I mean, it's outrageously amazing that we pulled off what we did. And setting aside the vaccine issue, part of it was we had all these levers we could pull. With monetary and fiscal policy because we didn't have inflation, because there was no risk of prices going crazy. um, And we we just had – we had a crazy backstop. Now we're in this position where our options are much more limited. Yeah. Right? And so any incremental risk, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, like pick a topic. Variant. It's variant – all of those things are now much more serious in terms of the severity of what can happen. Like we do, it's, not, it's not at all a given that we can handle unknown yeah. unknowns.
0: At almost zero interest rates, having done multiple rounds of stimulus, what do you do to confront the next thing? Right. The genie's out of the bottle already. We just
1: had the strongest three-day change for the S&P since November 2020.
0: Yeah. I'm bullish again. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to I pivot to uh, Citadel has to talk to the public now. Uh, this is in Bloomberg Business Week. Citadel was thrust into the spotlight in 2021 with day traders, lawmakers, and regulators all scrutinizing the firm at the center of one of the U.S. stock market's wildest periods. They're less a hedge fund than a market maker, I think, in the eyes of most market participants they have, they at this have point. Both,
4: But they're different businesses,
0: right? Um, they're about to learn that amid the uproar, the financial giant had its best year ever. So they posted record revenue of seven billion. They cleaned up on all the volatility, topped the firm's previous record, which was the year before, 6.7. All right, so in the pandemic period, Citadel made itself like $13, $14 billion. And now they've decided they're not just gonna sit there and let people talk shit about them, but they're actually gonna go on the offensive. My first thought is definitely hire some meme people and maybe ramp capital. And like, what better way to communicate with the public than Twitter trolling in 22. What do you think? I, I mean, is that the how do you move? address
4: a largely fabricated issue? Like,
0: what's the what do you what's the fabricated issue?
4: I just think this whole like conflict that it's like retail versus Citadel. Look, if you're trying to high frequency trade on your on your Robinhood app, it might be you versus. Citadel. They have Citadel. a 40
0: year old CEO, and I doubt he's really the person making the decisions here. I'm sure it's still uh, Ken forever. This is his quote. You get to a point where staying under the radar is no longer an option. We want to be able to tell our own story rather than having the story told about us. Liana, when are they hiring you to do this?
2: I, they say they're getting into crypto market making too, which is a big opportunity. Well, that's but, not
0: controversial. That's a good idea. What would you, I should be
2: running that. What
0: would you advise them as far as starting to talk with the public? What should and shouldn't they do?
2: I mean, I think that they have to be sensitive to what their reputation has been thus far. Hasn't and been good. I, exactly. That's why they
0: make so much money. So they
2: got to play it safe. But at the end of the day, I mean, if they're like bringing in buckets of money, like people are going to want to know why, how, what's the plan forward, And I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Why would they care
1: about
0: their reputation on the in the comments section? Because, because they don't shit. want it's, to face Elizabeth Warren once a month yeah, uh, but, in hearings. The yeah, next but, time the but stock market like melts a, this down. This is
4: like a thing. It's like, it's like, Michael, when did you stop beating your wife? Wonder- yeah. Never. When did? You- okay, well, yeah, it's <laughs> like that ongoing. type of thing where it's Bad just like Bad it's like a, you know, it's like a ridiculous. The, the structure of the claim assumes that they did anything. I can't. I still can't figure out what Citadel actually did. This just seems like a they mean,
0: democratized the markets. I don't even know what that means. Very it, profitably, them, they, you know, <laughs> but they did, they brought democracy to the stock market where once uh, there wasn't any. Listen, I uh, I think Ken Griffin should just pretend he's like all into ESG. That seems to have worked for some other asset Has managers it? we won't mention. <laughs> they I don't know. They seem to get left alone. runs with Black Hawk. They should run around <laughs> just talking about like uh, governance and all the women they've hired. Isn't that enough? Like what else do they really need to do here? They need to uh, buy the constitution. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Well, I, s- I still vote for the Griffin. Ken did ship.
4: say that he likes to play Call of Duty. And so I think he needs a live stream himself just brutally trash talking some children
0: if he goes on twitch and literally like plays call of duty like against right Alvin Kamara and wins like yeah 100% Alvin Kamara and he's got to do that
4: or he's got a box what's his name the YouTube guys that box uh, uh, the Jake or, yeah, or Logan. Yeah, he's Logan got a box Paul. Jake or Logan Paul. That's the two ways out of this. And then the internet will collectively say, okay, two
0: Yeah, we sorry. like this guy. Yeah. And then he can clap back at Elizabeth Warren on Twitter like with a plum. Right. And, and everyone will retweet him. I agree. Well, That's you know,
2: a- it looks like, I mean, just with this starting, it looks like they're having sort of a PR new plan of how they're going to move going forward about being more transparent and hopefully gaining some trust. And uh, good luck to them.
0: All right, stop picking. Turns out- How is this possible? This blew my face. This turns stat. out it's not It's not easy to do. Uh, there's something called the Spiva, Spiva? Spiva. Spiva, well, I'm Italian. The Spiva scorecard that is uh, S&P Dow Jones tracking active managers versus their benchmarks. 85% of large cap managers underperformed the S&P 500 in 2021- which means 15% outperformed. Um, That's one of the worst years on record. And in large cap growth, it was 98.6% underperformed. Uh, Why does it seem like it's getting worse, not better? I mean, it's- (laughs) So so to Dan's point earlier about crowding, I thought
1: finally Fang underperformance, finally these poor active managers that keep underperforming
0: have a chance to shine. I'm like genuinely rooting for them. And what in the world- is it because nobody owned enough Tesla in twenty one? What was what were the stocks that killed you if you were active last year and you didn't own
4: Tesla it? was definitely one that was that was brutal because a lot of guys were it. It's, it wasn't even in the benchmark the right, whole year. That's the problem. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't manage long only money. I think it's I think it's really really difficult because you have to figure out how to blend. You know, not just your fundamental views, but where are the actual flows going. All these subsector things, it's really, really tricky. Um, Dan, do we
1: still have too many active managers? Like, is, well, it, that's is it,
0: what this says to me? Is but it I just could be wrong is it just that.
1: like there's too many smart people fighting each other to the death, and they just can't win? Like, well, what the hell is going on?
4: Yeah, it's that. But I also think it's an issue of scale. So these funds now, the funds are getting so large, and the fund houses are so large that, like, a big reason why. You know, certain factors will underperform in a given area is just investors pulling money away from small cap value and putting it into a large cap growth or something like that you have this issue where there's just not there there are a lot of managers and there's really not that many underlying securities that you can put enough money into as a twenty billion dollar or 50 billion dollar fund like yeah. I have no idea a
0: universe
2: of yeah 50 it's a lot it's the a, harder to be nimble and adjust the bigger right. that you grow right, right.
0: right. And there's there's a, a finite universe of stocks that will help you, right? If you get them right,
2: right.
4: And, and at the end of the day, at that point, you're really it's really about who else is at the poker table with you versus the cards, because you are the
0: market when you move in or out. As I just thought I thought last year would have been a better year for active, yeah. Given how much sector rotation there was, right, and. How little contribution came from like Amazon. And last year – But e- that's
2: also kind of betting on timing, right? Like how quickly can you move? But how, yeah.
0: 80, how quickly can you get into like the new 85
4: percent? Yeah. How is it even possible? The other, the other thing that happens a lot with those mandates is the things you would need to do to win are not do. necessarily what you've told your investors you're going to do. So I'm going to make tactical timing calls on a week-to-week basis. And if you fail, like it's one thing to lose money, but if you lose money in mandate, nobody's that mad. But if you lose money out of mandate, you're fired.
0: Do you so- think do you think so if you started buying like heavy, heavy concentrations of energy stocks in right. the fourth quarter of last year? Right. If that didn't work it did work.
4: But if it didn't buy if it didn't
0: that's your job. It, it's not like oh you you weren't good this year. Right. Your job is gone. Do you think that if invest if 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 managers had
1: the opportunity to like close it up and not let investors see what they were doing, they would outperform or perform better?
0: Yes. Over how long can you close it up? Because these are annual. No, I, I, no, I know. I know you can. I'm saying theoretically. Uh, maybe if, some, it, but some wouldn't, and that's the problem. There's you know, some people where you're like, what are, what were you doing the last three years? Like I don't think a black box is. Right. It, it
4: doesn't really work with like the agency costs. Like it's it's not that's not gonna there are some funds that like there are funds that raise money once, they're private, then they close, they never raise again. And some of them have done spectacularly well. Other ones, the investors find out five years later that all the money's gone. Yeah. Right. It's not you know, and then your ability to raise money under that type of structure is mostly determined by how did the last one of those go for that individual LP.
0: Right. So somebody's still buying your old track record no matter what. Right. Okay. Uh, Chinese stocks had a huge rebound. Do we want to say – Michael, what do we want to say about this? This is pretty surprising how quickly –
4: That was a Russia thing. What do you mean? Everybody, the, the day after Russia invaded UK- – leading into Russia invading Ukraine, you had a lot of like very prominent Russia experts saying there's no way this happens. And anybody who says it happens is an idiot. And like there are very, very strong opinions on this. And I was kind of sitting there like I don't know anything about Russia. It might happen. I, who knows? And then it happened. That evening, I got the invasion. Right. That evening, the yeah. invasion. I got fifteen to twenty-five phone calls of "Holy shit, dude! Do you think this means Taiwan? Or do you think this means China uh, is going to go for Taiwan?" Everybody said uh, that. Uh, uh. Right. Everybody said it. Yeah. And then when when the sanctions got dialed up and they started really going after Swift and and Russian assets, all of a sudden the VIE structure, all these U.S. listed China stocks, you don't. What's actually own the stock. So this thing called Variable Interest Entity, I think it is. Via basically, when you, buy, when you buy Alibaba on the exchange here, you're actually buying a, a
0: Cayman piece of paper. Right. You're buying, a, you're buying a piece stock. of paper
4: here yeah. that owns a Cayman piece of paper that has a contract with a company in China saying that they'll basically hold on to the Chinese ownership for you. But there's no actual like direct <laughs> tie to the actual cash flows. And so that's something like Chainos and people like that have said, that's ridiculous. You don't actually own the stock. And that's been the bear case for a long time. But nobody cared because everybody kind of played ball. And I would note the, gov- the Chinese government never like f- fully affirmed that that was legal. It's yeah. just been like this, it's fine, we won't talk about it thing. But the second the West decided to shut down all the Russian assets, all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, these things actually could go bust. And I think you just had like a force. All of a sudden you had, you know, career risk. Got it. I think you said that on like yeah, a podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, the China funds were saying, actually, we're going to buy the Hong Kong version. Like right. yeah. they were bailing. That's right. K-Web
2: right. is 70% Hong Kong now.
0: They right. did that quickly, right?
2: Um, It's been over time. But I mean, they knew that like the writing was on the wall. They can't do ADRs.
0: So if K-Web is giving up on VIEs that trade on the New York Stock Exchange, then why about. would anybody else want to stick with that strategy? Right.
2: And so I got sold to that view.
4: And then there was a day where – China came out and said, you know, actually we're not yesterday go crazy, yeah.
0: right? And then four o'clock in the morning, East right. Post time. John, throw up yeah. this K Web chart. So they did
2: say they had Crane Chair CIO on last week when it was really dropping right. and shouts obviously I started buying it. And then uh, look at he said, Yeah, now they've moved into seventy percent and they're gonna continue that strategy.
1: So there was literally like names up. So we're showing the portfolio weight versus the percent change. Nobody could see this, but let's just throw up, let's throw up the Bloomberg chart, which is uh, the yellow and green stuff. Uh, so some of the moves that we saw yesterday, I think K Web was up forty percent yesterday. Thirty-seven percent was the biggest yeah. biggest up move ever.
0: Monday. Yeah, this is nuts, though. Like the degree you have stocks in this index that are up eighty percent on the day. You is know that what that I'm is, look, Josh? Even is that what I'm looking look, at mm, that's yeah. a healthy market. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an efficient market. I'll get. I'll. I'll. I'll so will. even Alibaba, which is. I don't know what's I now. I do went th- up 40% yesterday. My
4: favorite is uh, jo- Joe Weislethal goes on when there's big price moves. the he's best? Like, he's like, the market has repriced the cash flows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's,
2: Mung- it's Munger that's Alibaba now, right? That's what everyone's talking about.
0: He did. He, he was he, a buyer, right? Yeah. Put this uh, – I don't
2: know what it was. I was just looking at this last week and last week and early this week. Every day I was putting a little bit into KO for just me personally. Good for
0: you. I love
4: Munger. And I'm, worry, I, really? I'm a little bit suspicious yeah, that he just little, like – He's like not he's not certain that he's going to have he he wants another good argument with somebody. And so he's like, you know what?
0: Before before the end.
4: Yeah. He's like, he's like, I could definitely have a, you know, like he loves to argue. And so I feel like he's maybe just being like, yeah, you know, this will be fun.
0: Uh, It is really funny. And one thing I'll say about um, Chinese Internet stocks in general, I feel like this is what the crowd is here for. Like if you're somebody that's investing in Chinese Internet stocks. You don't think you're buying insurance stocks. You know what you're doing. You like you know what this market is capable of, and so this has got to be a little bit like a, a little bit fun for the people that are well, like
2: that's, that's that's my view on it personally. That's why I've been putting some money into it. And then yesterday it was like yay. Um, but how do you? What do you guys think as in the wealth management space professionally with clients that are asking you how do we get access to Chinese growth exposure? With all of this stuff going on, is K-Web, an ETF like that, the best way for retail to get access? So from our
0: perspective, well, yes. If specifically you're looking for tech exposure in China, that is way superior than picking a Chinese tech stock or three Chinese tech stocks. Yeah. Because you don't know if the one you picked is being run by the nephew of the prime minister's rival and... The, he wants to make the guy disappear, exactly, um, because he didn't bow low enough. So clearly, you should do, do an index approach. Um, but I do think that that question of can you even own these at all, if the next big conflict after the Russia thing, assuming the world still continues, is between the West and China, I don't know what these stocks are going to do in that situation. So,
2: but I guess that's that's why yesterday was the pop, and that's
0: right. why they sell it nine times earnings, because you know the market understands that that is a permanent risk yeah permanent cloud hanging over if anyone is
2: interested i actually started it was one of eric's um eric Balchunas from bloomberg etf analyst his trillions podcast where yes. what they did an episode with a china um analyst and she spoke about kweb and gave go, gave a really good breakdown of some china opportunities and that's where i started thinking about it a couple months ago you
0: had good you had good timing yesterday what are you going to do now let it ride
2: um, no, I, well, I sold a little bit, okay. um, for a short term gain, but we'll see. I mean, I, I bought it initially. The idea was it's been on my watch list for a couple of months, K web. And then when this started happening last week and it was dropping, I was like, well, I'm not looking to try an exposure for a year. I'm looking at trying exposure for 10 years. So why not put a little bit in and then got a little surprise yesterday.
0: So. Speaking of exposure, uh, Nick Cage is back. Cannot wait for it.
1: I'm oh, so really excited I'm about so this. You guys, I'm seeing this in the theater.
2: I just can't. I mean, I went to Wikipedia and I looked up Nicolas Cage. I went down the entire list of films and I'm like, I don't think I've seen any He doesn't make films. He
0: makes movies. Stop it. None?
2: I, I, Seriously. Have you looked at the... He's uh, younger uh, than me. Not
0: the recent films, but like... Wait, Con All Con- of era. them. The Rock. Con- the Con- list
2: era. starts from 1982 and that, the very first one, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I know that name. I'm pretty sure my dad watched it a bunch. But I can't even. Wait, what is
0: he in Fast Times at Ridgemont High?
2: It says Brad's bud. Raising
1: Arizona was a film. <laughs> Brad. I hate. I hated that movie. I
2: never That's heard of that movie.
1: either. Yeah, I know. I love. I've I heard
2: I love of those, like Time to Kill that. and stuff, but I can't even think a of a time these to films kill.
4: Head, I've yeah. seen all these movies. I'm so. Of course in. you have. Okay. I think. Serious? Have you seen this? So, oh, yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah. So, so two One, things. I guy. I think
0: this is gonna be yeah a lot of his movies are guy movies. I think this is gonna be the biggest non Marvel movie of 2022, like the biggest non superhero. That's number one. Number two, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 100 out of 100. No, there's no audience score yet. No, All right, so what is this then? It's like the pre... This is bullshit. It's like the pre-score. What do you mean it's bullshit? There's no audience score. They're saying it got 100 of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. People have seen this film, Michael. Hang on a sec. I'm... There's nonsense. Oh, critic score. Yeah. The Lionsgate comedy has already generated a 100% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. That means nothing. But I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I'm I psyched. I mean, I don't think that any other film has ever gotten that. That seems like, that seems like. It uh, seems like uh, a you, bit is what it seems you're, like. gi- yeah, like. yeah, You're giving <laughs> too,
2: too much like like a It's funny. I, I wouldn't think that a Nicolas Cage film would fit the South by Southwest audience.
0: Well, it's somewhat artistic in the way that being John Malkovich was somewhat artistic. That was it's like movie. self-referential. It's about the movie business. Um, so wait, what's the best Nicolas Cage movie ever? I mean, there's 19
2: oh. reviews on that score, though. So who are the 19 people? Producers, they're, well, they're, directors, crew?
0: They're film critics. Yeah, my yeah. favorite Nick Cage <laughs> movie <laughs> ever <laughs> Cage's is Matchstick All voted right before Self-By-Self List. Right, Matchstick Men. Your favorite or a good one? My favorite. Okay. I'm not saying the best. It's my favorite. What do you got? Con Air. Good for you. Can't that's go like, that's like the That's like saying... McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, like got, I got though. nothing really? wrong with yeah. Differentiated. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. That's a good one. Come on. I mean, the da- acting. Nick Cage acting alone. I think is his best thing he's ever Darla
1: was the prom queen. Is her name Darla? That was The Rock.
0: You're actually a movie person. What's the best Nick Cage Adaptation. Film? Adaptation. Yeah,
3: I liked Adaptation a lot. I mean, if you're talking about like film West. school type films. That one lost me. I, mean, I, I really liked Raising Arizona. That's probably my
0: favorite. Where? Where?
4: What's when they steal the Declaration of Independence? National Treasure. National, National Treasure. A, treasure yeah.
3: that, oh, that incredible. movie is a incredible. National Treasure.
4: Incredible. Uh, yeah, it is. Gone
0: in 60 Seconds. Yep. He's a car thief.
2: That's with Angelina's Angelina.
0: A, so you saw that one. I know that, yeah. That one you that know. That was a car one. Face
1: right. Off was a good one, obviously. Face Off class. He's been in some Ghost Rider. You remember a Ghost he's Rider? He's been in some
0: pieces of shit.
4: Oh, he's made. That's as... the thing.
2: I thought people oh. made fun of him because yeah, his, he his tur- movies he, are terrible. He turned
1: into a meme, but he used to make recently, movies. Recently,
4: recently, he no, he's. Came came when line. you make as many movies as Nick Cage has made, you are the distribution. He's yeah, made yeah. every level. You so know. he bought.
1: He bought. He used to. He bought like Tyrannosaurus Rex skulls and like right. ran out of money. And okay, here's stuff.
0: what's funny. Here's why people make fun of him. Just can you look at the cover of? I never heard of this movie. USS Indianapolis, exactly. Men of Courage. <laughs> just the look on his f-ing face on the. It's right there. Men of Courage. Oh, yeah. He's, just, yeah, he's ridiculous. He's, he's, he's a, character. a parody of a parody of a parody. Oh, yeah. I
2: want to meet the women who want him in that film. Pub, I
1: him. want him. The interview where he's like, <laughs> no. do, you, do you go over the line? Do you remember that interview?
4: All right. I hey. just always think of the SNL one where they have him and Andy Sandberg as him. Yes. <laughs> Inside the cage with well, Nick he, Cage.
0: He also has a very. Um, Imitation, like easy to imitate way of speaking. Oh, yeah. And it's hilarious. All right, let's go to favorites and then we'll get out of here. It's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, everyone wants to uh, have f- a drink, up. I assume. Get fed <laughs> up. All right. Um, let's start, Liana, let's start with yours. Okay. I'm, I'm super into these.
2: I'm so excited. Um, so, okay. <clears throat> favorites. Two things out this week. Well, I guess the dropout was out a few weeks ago now. Amanda Seyfried is Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, I heard those good. So I didn't, I didn't freaking watch this. good. Where is it? Hulu. Okay. Or online, you can find it. I'm okay. sure. Okay. Um, she she is nuts. Like she just is the actress good. Yeah, that's the thing. She Amanda Seafried as Elizabeth Holmes is amazing. Like they start from her as a high school girl, and it just she sho- it really shows how she was crazy. Like she was there was always something in her head that was weird. Okay. The acting is insane. Like is just it better so than good?
0: the 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 one on Netflix that we oh, were way better all obsessed with what was that
2: called. And that didn't give as much background. Anna. It didn't dramatize like the her whole family story and stuff okay. as much. So watch it. It's really your whole kids. All everyone right, will like we it. What's
0: Crashed? I didn't see this either.
2: That's the WeWork story. Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto is playing um, Adam Newman. I don't even know about. It comes this. out tomorrow, Friday. On uh,
0: uh, what? Okay. Apple. I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even know about this. Uh, you didn't know about the show. I didn't know that that was coming.
2: Oh yeah, it's I'm it's out like, tomorrow. But they've been they've been shooting that for a long time. Look at Jared Leto as him, huh? Look at that photo. Let
0: me say, it
4: looks like James Franco.
0: When that whole thing happened, a friend a friend of mine was like, I don't understand why all these people are so like taken in by uh, this Adam Newman guy. It's almost as if they've never met an Israeli before. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like. Like just the way he talks, this is going to be the greatest, the grandest. We're going to change the world. We're going to elevate everyone's consciousness. He's like, that's just how Israeli guys talk.
2: I mean, anything, business, investing, all this stuff is psychology and human behavior. Think about Madoff, any Ponzi scheme, like Jordan Belfort. These people were just, there's something about them that is charismatic and they draw people in. And it's, it's not instant. It happens over time, right?
0: All right, Dan, what do you got?
4: severance on apple is just amazing that's what i was it's, gonna say it's like it's it reminds me a little bit of when lost first came out where it's like a sh- show that slowly turns up the like what the hell is going on factor this is ben I, stiller's I, uh, Yeah, he's creation. so
1: good i thought it was kind of like um what was that what was that sci-fi show with anthony hopkins uh westworld uh,
0: yeah 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 that yeah, type yeah, of feel. Yeah, we're like what exactly what? the f- is going on right yeah it's yeah. just but can you understand
4: it yes, like yes, say, it's, yes, yeah it's, yes, it's yes. one of those things where it's it's a very simple premise the idea is you accept a job where they put a chip in your brain. When you walk in the door Sounds to the like building. Here so far. Right. Okay. So when you walk in the door of the building, all of a sudden you can't remember anything about life or history or anything outside of work. And when you're in here, you it's just you're here. And there's nothing else outside in the world, and they completely limit your access to anything else outside the office. When you're outside of the office, you can't remember anything inside. So all of a sudden there's two you's. There's you in the office. Oh my God. And all so it's a really simple premise, but then it sort of spirals in all these like weird what if. What is the self type questions and then obviously something nefarious is going on in the background, but you don't know what. Oh, it's Citadel, right? And each—that's <laughs> actually what it is, right? Is okay. there some guy. So
1: hang on, my favorite part of that show, there's no spoilers, is uh, John Turturro and Christopher Walken. Oh yes,
4: yes, yeah. I
1: mean, it's, they're both in it. <laughs> they have yeah. scenes. They have scenes together.
0: I'll have to watch this. Yeah, the Jesus and Christopher Walken. And it's at uh, uh, what's his name? Is that Adam Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's phenomenal.
0: All right, and you gave us the. And he the price of peace, which the is keens uh, book, that was the best book I read. That was the best book I read in 2020. Now, when will that be on Hulu?
4: I, I hope soon. It's it's a monster book. There's a good audiobook of it too.
0: Okay, it's I'm legit one of the best guy. biographies I've ever read. <laughs> All right, uh, the Batman. Anyone see it? Let's do it. What do you, you got? saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Did you see it? I Haven't seen it yet.
2: I've heard highly mixed reviews.
0: They call you call yourself a dude. Liana's excused for not having. seen it.
4: <laughs> I was going to see it last weekend, but I was in Vegas, so I can I right. reclaim my dude what do you got? card. I asked uh,
0: Josh what he saw. He wouldn't tell what, what he thought. He wouldn't tell me until the show. So right. let's do it. I think that it's the perfect Batman for the current generation.
4: That's just which that's not horrible. a compl-
0: which is not a compliment. It's emo Batman. Even down to the black eye makeup when he has the mask off. It's a Batman who literally cannot speak. Uh he sits there almost like afraid to say something, out of costume. Like literally so perfect based on teenagers that I recently encounter and I have two in my house so I meet all their friends. I was thinking he was going to pull out a phone halfway through the movie. <laughs> like Commissioner <laughs> Gordon is like yelling at Batman and I was waiting for Batman to like pull his phone out and just be like start f-ing scrolling. <laughs> sorry, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Someone's snapping me. Like almost like you, he couldn't hold the attention of what's going on in the movie. Um, and I don't know how old Pattinson is in real life. He looks like he's about to cry in every scene that he doesn't have the mask on, and in half the scenes with the mask on, like there's tears welling up in his. Eyes. I don't know what the f- this is about. So what did you? Maybe ha- it's just
2: a little too close to like. Isn't it? Was it? it va- what's it the vampire show called? These oh, um,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not stretching.
2: Why maybe for far. him. Yeah, that's what I like, mean. Maybe for why him, why him why? as an actor, yeah. it's just like a little too with bats. I vampires. actually
1: loved seeing the makeup on his eyes because I always wondered how come Batman eyes Do you were picture? black him without under the,
0: the, under the without the hood on. Him. Wait. So, what did you did you hate it? So here's the thing. I didn't hate the movie. It's Ooh. just that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and sorry, he's supposed to
2: be hot. Uh, Batman's supposed to be hot, right? Yes,
0: he's pretty hot. I, I mean, he's got like a Trent he's in great Reznor shape. If you like on. emo guys, he's in great shape. But <laughs> honestly, it's it was too much. But I didn't hate the movie. The acting was just not good. None of the acting was good. Turturro might be the best part of the movie. Uh, is Colin that the guy Fa- who's Gordon? No. The guy who's Gordon is actually a good actor normally and he's yeah. terrible in this. Oh, that's he's bad. in Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't good. Not good. Uh, and he's a good actor. Yeah, but very bad actor. He was in the, very in bad. The, it was his, weird. His lines are bad. He, his lines are like, uh, he was bad. Damn it, Batman. He was bad.
1: He was bad. Wait, so did you- Damn it, Batman, get off your phone. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hate the movie? I, I,
0: thought, it it. I, I it. thought it was good. I did I was entertained by it. I thought it was good. Too long. What else did I say? Oh, Colin Farrell is in it. Unrecognizable. Penguin. I saw some penguins? pictures, yeah. And I was
4: like, I can That car chase was right. a good
0: scene. Not a bad scene. No, I I would give it like a six. It's definitely not as good as the Christian Bale Batman. It. I don't think that this version is really even necessary. It's probably better than whatever Ben Affleck was originally going to do. Am
4: I the only one? I don't want a realistic Batman I, that's a really creepy – if you actually think through that, it's like not a It's not a good look.
1: Wait, is this actually – speaking of looks, do I actually
4: look like this? <laughs> All yeah. the time. Yeah. Is it? Oh, God. Uh, you look <laughs> like a leprechaun. I literally, l- I literally
0: do. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: almost bought you a, a box of Lucky Charms as a prop for the table. I was going to ask. Thinking, yeah.
0: Let's actually finish here. Are Irish people the last people it's okay for everybody to make fun of? <laughs> You're well, Irish. Yeah, we're, I
4: think we're – I want you been... to speak
0: – I'm half Irish. I could speak yeah. on this topic a little bit. Go ahead. I just, I just
4: think we are like – and I used to live in Boston and I went to Notre Dame. So today I have 3X mana multiplier if I'm playing any dice games or board games. The
0: Notre Dame mascot is a drunk is leprechaun a beli- with a, a, his fists up. Vi- yes, a visibly drunk leprechaun. You can't do that with any other race or ethnic group, no. correct? Like, no. Like, cannot. Hell no. Absolutely I, I, But not. I think the
4: reason is I think that given the mascot, like, we are such prolific trash talkers of everyone and everything, most ourselves – that it's like kind of a,
0: like okay, cool. There can't cool. ever be a team um, like the Fighting Jews. It's just I don't <laughs> think that would go well, right? Yeah. And right. Mo- so like Cleveland is now the Commanders mm-hmm. and actually their – the name of that team wasn't offensive. The logo was despicable <laughs> uh, obviously. But fine. They fixed it. The Command – no, not the Wait, Commanders. that's the Redskins are now yeah. the Commanders. Well, so what's Cleveland going to be? The Protectors? I, I don't know. Uh, no, you don't know the long short managers. Okay, <laughs> they had to change it. the The Redskins obviously it was an offensive name, and they changed theirs. I think they are the Commanders. So I had that right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. I feel like Notre Dame a hundred years from now is going to be a drunk leprechaun.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I no, we're
4: fine with it. It's our thing. Like, we we we. If anybody
0: else said they, we would be. A, it's like, who are you offended on? It's, it's the, the, the Irish take pride. I think yeah. almost in the stereotypes. Oh yeah. Whereas most other groups in are like in 100 years you dare say it'll be
1: a it'll be I, an I, the Irish leprechaun in a wheelchair being being rolled out.
0: Right. Fair. Yeah. I mean it's it's
4: you know. I mean at this point we have like you know it's not just Irish guys who are the lepre. they have a new leprechaun every year and like we've had black leprechauns, leprechaun every and year. brown leprechauns and right. all, all sorts of leprechauns but they're all belligerent drunks. So well, that's that's the important that's the, that's the through line. Dividing line, right? Yeah.
0: Uh Liana, your last name Hawkins is Norwegian, Let's I think. That. Right, yeah. you It's Nordic, uh, So you guys have the Vikings. That's not offensive. That's like cool.
2: I mean, Minnesota Vikings like
0: is like cool. Pillage, drape,
2: and murder. But
0: yeah, but not not in the logo though. At least he's not doing no. that. Uh, it's just the horns on the helmet. Guy with blonde hair. None yeah. of that's offensive.
2: There's a big Nor like a big Norwegian day in New York usually. When is that? Uh, June, I think. Yeah.
0: What does that celebrate?
2: Um Vodka. A
0: rape or a pillage of Manhattan. Yeah. That took place probably that at some point.
2: People go down to like Scandinavian House on Park, yeah. and we we they eat sing frozen, frozen soundtrack. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna wrap up. up. We have a rooftop uh, happy hour to get to. We
3: don't <laughs> don't forget uh, uh, reviews for the podcast. We we were gonna read read one.
0: You you read it. Oh, let's. I'll get react it. to it.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just read the first one here that Nicole shared with us. Um, the the subject is goes great with ADHD meds. Uh, it says I'm way too scatterbrained to pay attention to most financial podcasts. Luckily, Michael starts cursing people out if a topic gets discussed for more than a few seconds That's too true. long. That's true. That's true. Josh, please bring back the financial history bedtime stories.
0: Oh man, that was uh, that was uh, 2 years ago. I it's don't a know. Good if, one. I don't know if I have any more. All right, that was a nice review. Who left us that review?
3: Uh, that was Alexander the May.
0: Alexander the M-E-H. May
3: H May. May.
0: The May. Okay. Yeah. Alexander, we appreciate you. Guys, leave us a review and the best review we come across, we will read it live on air and give you credit and you can show that to your mom and dad (laughs) and they will know that you are serious about your career. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, new animal spirits every Monday and Wednesday. Check out idonshop.com for the latest in financial blogger fashion. Leave us a review and a rating on the apps. It helps us a lot. Anything else? We good? That's it. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. We'll talk to you soon. So, all right. Now I can swap. it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for coming.